bless you. Bad sock. Bad sock. All right, should be going live very, very soon. And I think it's about now. Hopefully, I hope it appears now. I think we're live. Are you alive? I think I'm alive. I'm under the illusion that I might be alive. Yeah. I can't tell anymore after these last few days, man. I can't tell if I'm alive, dude. Crazy. Crazy times. Today, we... Oh, okay. So today, we accidentally bumped into each other Mm -hmm. at the... One of the squares in Prague. At the massage parlor. At the massage parlor. At the steam. Pure, 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 purely coincidence in the sauna. At the gay sauna. Um, I had no, no in the park. It was very, yeah, very wholesome. I had no towel on, and <laughs> afterwards we decided to take a walk in the park. <laughs> and when we were done, yeah. <laughs> and then after, the, during the walk in the park, first of all, you might already can tell from the title of the stream, there's another lockdown in Prague as of this morning. But as we're walking and celebrating our last day to do the normal mundane things, we came across. A giant leprechaun, a dude dressed in all green. Hmm. He's apparently called a Voidnik. It's like a folk tale lore of a monster that drowns children. And then there's a bunch of children to the park right next to him playing baseball. Mm-hmm. And all of this is occurring while everybody knows they're impending doom. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes sense anymore, is Nothing. what I'm trying to say. There's a, he's giant, <laughs> this giant, sort of multicolored, dreadlocked clown sort of figure walked up to us and what did he say good day to the waterman oh he said uh happy day waterman happy day waterman yes it's <laughs> it's too much to take in everybody <laughs> reality is fraying at the edges so in the czech republic all of a sudden it seemed yesterday it was announced or was it today it was announced it was this morning official lockdown was uh announced this morning but i just felt it coming the last fucking three weeks man i just knew but this is a hard hard lockdown uh you need a reason to leave your house you can go to work you can buy food and other than that you can go outside for exercise or spiritual reasons spiritual reasons that's actually legally written down like for spiritual obligations you can leave the flat so I can say my religion is flip, and I'm, a, I'm out exploring my ritual at this moment. Fliptopia. But I quit, so then I don't have any spirituality anymore. I gave it all up. You gave up the faith. You're now an infidel. Yes. And you know it's weird? Like, for the last few weeks, I can just feel this weight hovering above me. And then once the lockdown was announced, I was like, okay, well, at least I fucking know now what that feeling was. Yep. Somebody just said in the comments that they're on the Wirral. Uh, the Wirral is where I'm from. It's the peninsula next to Liverpool, for those of you who aren't familiar with English geography. Um, the Tier 3 uh, was given to the Wirral, and I just want to give a shout-out to Chris and Thea, uh, the owners of Empowered Fit in Arrow Park, which is, uh, is my favourite gym, because they pushed back against the gym closure and even faced um, having armed police coming into the gym and thousand pound fines every three hours for not closing um but due to the pressure that they applied they overturned the ruling on shutting the gyms so well done to them for keeping the gyms open it's illegal to do anything normal my friends you can walk around in a giant leprechaun suit 
He was probably like, oh, I won't be able to do this for a while. Yeah, let me get it all out my system. <laughs> He's got to go ground some, I got to go uh, drown some children before it's illegal by the government. Because they've said it's two weeks, but it probably won't be two weeks. No, it's, last time they said two weeks and it ended up lasting three months out here and they changed shit every two seconds, man. At least it was a beautiful, fun summer in the meantime. And I know a lot of you guys showed up to the, the outside live streams that we had. And I was gl glad that you were able to actually see and enjoy the last summer on Earth. Yeah. The last summer. Yeah. So now all we're allowed to do in the Czech Republic is lie down in the middle of the living room with a mask over our eyes and hum. There's no conversing or masturbating allowed by Holy Writ. Has the... Im pending lockdown affected you in any way or do you feel any different now that it's official for, uh, well for me it just triggered my instant flight response and i went full gypsy mode and was like right i'm leaving then <laughs> goodbye yes <Yeah>, so Prague. <laughs> as excited richard was to move here he's already leaving <laughs> i've fucking been here for four weeks i haven't even found an apartment yet and i'm buggering off so basically, it's Richard's fault, the fact that we're under lockdown. Because it was fine before he got here, and then now they're like, oh, I am a totem, the Brits are back. totem of great evil. Great, great chaos has befallen the land because of me. So yeah, I will be, uh, I'll be buggering off. Does your visa that allows you to be here, will it allow you to come to Ibiza? I have no clue, and I just don't want to experiment with it. Because I think right now, <laughs> I have double bad identity forms right now double bad identity forms yeah so u.s passport <laughs> with the check id oh i see so I see. if they s <laughs> and that racial component they're going to be like you 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 are what a, a combination you're a combination <laughs> of the three <laughs> places that apparently have covida so you're not going to be allowed to travel yeah you have to definitely have to transfer through multiple com countries to get to spain as well so you'd have to go through like france or no. holland or something i ain't fucking with that man and plus like <laughs> I'm, I'm already in my freeze response i wouldn't even leave the hotel in, in the new country anyways but fuck this not even worth exploring anymore yeah man so i'm thinking in the meantime the vr system might be the next yeah, the best escape. thing don't worry i think they'll be handing them out for free as the next phase of the full-blown communist <laughs> dystopian takeover that we're facing i mean it really does look in part i mean well the one of the major effects is that is the dreadful impact it has on small to medium-sized enterprises as i said we discussed this today i found out h&m the clothing store has already left the czech republic and zara and bershka are looking to leave the czech republic completely so basically everyone's going to dress even worse than they already do out here <laughs> and that is truly what impacts me the most you all look shitty now. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> oh then, my god. Dude, and then no one's going to be able to go to hair salons and any cosmetic place. People are just going to look like that fucking leprechaun that we saw the day screaming, <laughs> losing their minds, going, Waterman, happy day, Waterman. Waterman, happy day. Water You're going to see me next time. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's Pierre? There's Pierre. Waterman, happy day. <laughs> I was already halfway there before you saw me on the bench today and you took a picture. Oh, yeah. I saw, <laughs> I was approaching Pierre from afar because it was a random meeting and um he looked like uh, the sad kinu meme yeah he's just sat slumped like that. there's an image of keanu reeves sadly feeding pigeons bread and i was just doing the same thing just <laughs> maybe it's slightly more stylish but, um so dude you don't really talk about 
the everything because obviously it's tasking as hell, but I'm really mm. curious just to hear your, I don't even know where to start. You guys have any questions about this regarding to Richard or even me? Um, because like, how do you feel now that we're fully blown in a complete dystopia, dysregulated government? Well, looking at the, uh, the statistics that they produced that, uh, Choco Afro mm-hmm. on Instagram uh, reposted, which is where we're getting our information from. Um, it was uh, there was a graph shown that was apparently came from CDC Europe. I didn't even know there was a European CDC, but there is. Um, and the numbers don't really make that much sense. I didn't have time to look at them properly, but it doesn't really look like it makes much sense. <coughs> so I decided to come up with a conspiracy theory. <coughs> Unlike other countries in Eastern Europe who've been under pressure, the Czech Republic has folded to pressure by China and has been bought out. And they're killing all of the small to medium-sized enterprises. They're leveling the field so that China can come in and save the day and populate this area. So it will be uh, the Czech Republic will be one of the states of China. Are you being for real right now or like... I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or you're being for real right now. I don't even know myself whether I'm being ironic or for real right now because it's so bizarre the decisions that are made that you kind of have to come up with crazy ideas. Like when you see something that makes no sense on the face of it because the numbers don't justify this. If you look at like what Germany's doing, even what the UK is doing, which I thought was complete pandemonium. I was like, this is a joke. Well, this this is way weirder than that. Um, it, it it does seem hard to justify a full, hard uh, economy-destroying lockdown um, uh, like this in the name of uh, in the name of what? What are we doing? Controlling a disease, presumably to save lives, as if a really dreadful economy won't take lives and create illness. Yeah, why why China specifically though? Because I've watched a lot of James Bond movies. Don't question my logic for depth it doesn't have depth i just so, say things glibly and hope that nobody will ask me i'm gonna irres- irresponsibly throw out a theory from just information that i just heard from somebody who probably heard from somebody but mm. um i think the fuck i don't even know the name the prime minister of uh the czech republic is like uh known to be like a there i mean people are out here if i've heard him call him just like a greedy businessman really money-based mm. type of dude he owns a lot of lot of businesses, huge, like basically equivalent to Walmart of the mm-hmm. Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And apparently like masks and disinfectants and all this type of like household mm-hmm. shit um, he sells in his stores. Right. right. So if that's the case, at least I would know why yeah. Yeah. they decided to do what they're doing now. Because yeah. it's like, oh, the cases are rising so much. Got to buy more masks. Got to buy more of this. You know, we're locked down. You're required to mask now. Da, 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 da. Well, I think, so non-ironically, and and I can say this non-sarcastically and non-ironically, what we do know is unquestionable is 2020 has been a year of a huge transfer of wealth. Now, correlation doesn't necessarily equal causation, but it is of note just how fucking wealthy this catastrophe is making a very small number of people. And it's strange how... Uh, it's the same scenarios all over the globe. If it's a really big honking conqueror of a business um, selling household goods, they stay in operation and stay open um, and they do really well. And then the small to medium-sized enterprises, 
are just being slowly choked to death. Right. And really, it's it's sadistic because it's like choking somebody and then releasing it and then choking them and then releasing it. And the person thinks, oh, I might survive this. No, fucker, you're still just as dead as you were before. It's just taking longer. Mm. Um, which the, the sadistic element of that, I was speaking to somebody who, who's way more switched on as far as Czech politics go goes um than, than than i am i was just not keeping up with the news and he was saying that there has been a promise made that if um certain conditions are met then the government has to pay out a certain amount of money to support the small businesses so they're messing around with the different lockdown laws just so they can dodge the conditions hmm. so they can kill the businesses without actually saying no well it was never actually a real full hard lockdown so we don't have to pay out to help you I don't know if that's true, but I think um, what we have to look at across the board here is money. It's it's an economic yeah. uh, scenario. And I don't mean it's been created for an economic reason. I'm not saying that correlation is causation, but there is an economic yeah. factor to all this. On, on paper, it's already proven, for example, I mean, I don't know so much about out here, but definitely in the U.S., companies like... Amazon and Walmart and the the ones that are already huge mm -hmm. are on paper getting a fuck ton more profit than anything else right now. Mm -hmm. So that's something you just can't deny. Whether the agenda or the intention behind that, who knows? But like it's already proven that yeah. all these businesses are closing. You'll see yeah. businesses. Have you guys seen businesses close mm -hmm. around your streets when you're almost walking around dodging the cops? Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, I... Even earlier yesterday, time has completely dilated. It's not the same anymore, but I ran into a friend who owns a restaurant out here and I can just see the despair in his eyes and I had to be careful not to ask the most polite question of, hey, how's it going? Mm. How's the restaurant? And I just, he would say, it's fucking terrible. Knowing this is so well, fucking it's awful. A, it's a shit show, yeah. And like even even the public nicety at the end of the conversation being like, well, if you want to come in and just say hi, that's fine. Oh no! Oh, oh, can't come in. We can't be, we can't begin or end this conversation politely now. <laughs> we just stare at each other yeah. in, in melancholy and despair. Mm. See our pupils running red <laughs> and wet from tears. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, my. My perspective of this whole situation has definitely changed once I've seen the in-person effects of the state of the economy. Hmm. You know, I mean, you, you, like for the last however amount of long, people, especially people older than me, just scream about economy, economy, economy. And then it's like everything's kind of running fine. Hmm. But now like walking around and t seeing people and talking to restaurants and cafes and Going to in the restaurants that you used to go to aren't there anymore, and like hmm. that type of thing is that's just the literal economy in front of your eyes melting. Yeah, and it's um, it's actually something that we should have all been taught in school, um, but we weren't. We're taught these things as vague, uh, sophisticated, alien adult concepts. Right. They're really boring, um, but when you know a cafe that you love, and it's boarded up. You you feel emotionally like <laughs> oh, man. that's a family yeah. that's a family that's gonna have a really fucking shit Christmas this year. Wow, that's hard. Um, uh, gym instructors, fucking who you know, whoever we're networked with, people who run clubs, people who are DJs, people who do live music. No, it's all no, it's all. What are they doing? They're just sat at home. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really tough. It's, it's really it's, really tough. It's really strange because I don't know shit about money, finance, or 
economics, but I have learned so much about it unintentionally yeah. from the last few months out here. Right. I, you, you, I see these businesses struggling or whatever, and I think about where money goes and how it's spent to yeah. fund this. And it was just this intuitive, oh, yeah. that's been happening this entire, entire time, time underneath my nose. Never noticed it, ever. Well, that, that's why I said to you when we started talking about money, um, and I think we covered it in a tentacle class on once, like the way we think about money, especially if you want to make more money, it needs to change and you need to, you don't need to be like a PhD in economics to, to, to get it, but you do need to think about economics and you do need to get break out of wage slave mentality, salary mentality, if you want to make good money. And you need to look at the economy around you and say, no, this thing is alive and I'm in it. You're in it. You're person watching it. You're the economy. And you can touch it, you can affect it, you can alter it. And it's like a stream that's moving. And if you get your little bucket, you can put it in the stream and you can take some money out. That's what running a business is, really. It's goods and services in exchange for uh, currency, uh, like the symbolic representation of work that we that we hand over to each other. And um, so, yeah, it's it's good to think of the economy in, in, in of an economy in the, in the very real human sense. Right, right. And yeah, maybe we should tap on that because I never looked at finances, jobs, economy, money in a human sense ever because I was spoiled in a way where I was blinded by these things because of the overconsumption surplus of our opulence. lifestyle. Opulence. opulence yeah. There it is. We And um, I remember one thing, we, we had a dinner once and one thing really stuck in my head that you said when we were talking about money and it was like you said something about Money is not this thing that we're told to just keep stagnant mm. and we just keep it motionless in a, in a savings box and nothing. Mm. It works for you if you know how to maneuver it. It's kind of like this chi that you have energy, to yeah. properly yeah. send it out. Obviously, you can send it out to the wrong places, but like, yeah. but that's starting to really hit me now knowing yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. oh, shit. Me actually buying a dinner mm. right now means more than ever to mm. a restaurant owner. Yeah, It's not just me eating. I, yeah, I, yeah. I've been thinking about these things of like, it's not just consuming anymore. Mm. I think about actual purchases yeah. and, and services and yeah. food in a way that like my output matters. Yes. It's not just me. I want it. I want to be full, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the, it's. It's upgrading our consciousness around money and the economy is so important. You know, that's that's where we started discussing that almost like in a magical hermetic sense, it's you probably make more money if you can crack the code and go, okay, money is this dynamic energy. It's always moving. Most of the banking system, financial and economic system uses metaphors around money that are around liquid and water. You know, you're you're right. fine. you're you're either liquid or you're stagnant or, or yeah, whatever it is, yeah. and be, that's because it's it's constantly moving and it should be. Yeah. Because yeah. if it stops, bad things happen, and you know, um, Sam Vaknin talks about this a lot in his his videos and, and a lot more on his uh, second channel Vaknin Musings, um, and it's well worth listening to, just to get more of a, like a psychological perspective on what money is and how it functions inside of an economy. And one of the things I got from him in, in conversation with him was this idea of um, money really acts like an energy and uh, it gravitates to itself. So if you have a big clump of money, more money tends to come to it. 
if you are very, very wealthy, similarly, that's at a macro level, at a micro level, people tend to give you shit for free. Mm. If you're a superstar celebrity footballer in Liverpool and you go into a bar, you're, you're earning whatever, like 150 grand a week. And all of a sudden you don't have to buy a beer because everybody wants, you know, it flows, like money flows to itself, yeah. huh. which is good. But where it becomes a problem is when one individual has so much money that they can't spend it and the gravity of their money is functioning like a black hole in the sense of the gravitational pull of the singularity at the middle of it is so strong and so ridiculously big. It has such a mass that it pulls everything in. It stagnates. And that actually pulls money out of the economy. Right. I remember sitting with Sam after a, a few wines and like listening to this and just going, uh, like my head started to hurt. All right. So I, I can try translating it in fliptopian. Um, <laughs> so according to what you're saying, there's basically, we have black holes on earth. Right. These black holes would be considered Walmart, yeah, Amazon, yeah, uh, fucking Bill Gates, yeah, uh, and these pockets have such a heavy gravitational pull, yeah, that it sucks all of the energy, yeah, into these places, yeah, and it doesn't send back out because that's what black holes do. They literally fucking destroy solar systems. Nothing, nothing can escape a black hole because of its it's an infinite amount of mass just shoved into this space that's so small and it has this huge gravitational pull that's so powerful it bends light it bends time yes bends reality right and that's what we're looking at if you think of most people think of black holes as like a spiral think of it as a really really powerful marble yeah. like it's a yeah, little right, marble right, right, that's just yeah. pulling everything into it and it's and when we're talking money it's pulling money out of the pool Mm -hmm. And so ultra-rich people, the system's not really designed for people who are this wealthy. It was designed to be to suit wealthy people, yeah. but wealthy in like 1895 <laughs> versus 2020, yeah. you could oh, not. Jeff Bezos' money, you couldn't spend his money in 200 lifetimes. Like yeah. it's not possible for one human being to consume that much caviar and cocaine. Right. I've tried. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh I mean, I, you've been around me long enough. You actually saw me grow financially. Yes, hugely. Like, like Rapidly. really crazily fast and, yeah. and stuff like this. Because a metaphor is magical. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, I know I was in this thought process of like, I saw what money did to people around me. I saw what it did to my family. I saw how everybody was so wrapped up in their own opulence and the chase for this thing mm. that it kind of omitted so much spirituality of everyday life. And I mm. saw people, you know, general like folklore of humanity, money mm. is the root of all evil mm. and shit like this. And I refuse to kind of direct my life towards that route yeah. for that reason. And yeah, I mean, yeah, money can definitely corrupt. But in the hands of anybody who might actually have slightly good intentions and genuinely does want to make a change, whether it, if it's in their own life or others, I try to think about a, a force, an external force that could bend the external world. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, okay, what what do we got? Like fucking the power of art and music and things are like during the hippie era of like, you know, mm. meditated out. And like, sure, it kind of does. Mm. But if there is one type of force that is genuinely impactful, changing everyday life and the rhythm of our society and external surroundings, 
it's money mm. and now that these black holes are getting bigger and bigger and bigger mm. we're starting to see its effects when we don't have it yes yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it was it was it's a little mind game that uh, or like a, a philosophy exercise i play with myself every once in a while because i know guys who have worked in the private security industry they're basically um what do you call them um soldiers for hire and you find out how much they work for and you find out which government agencies they work for and you find out that the american government loves to hire external security forces to do the dirty work for them um and uh i found out the prices for it like the most well-known um bodyguarding company um soldier for hire company in the uk and really you know if you've got 20 million to hand which is jeff bezos back pocket money you can have a small army of special forces trained soldiers because remember we've America, Canada, New Zealand, we've been uh, in hot war zones now for 20 years. Mm. Very experienced lads with no work, and you can hire them for years. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you want power in the world, yeah. you don't need that much money to right. have real force yeah. in the world. So yeah. that's my silly sort of, what can you get for 20 million? You can have your own personal army yeah. of 100 soldiers. You scale it up right? and it becomes like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, you scale it up by 10, you scale it by 100, you scale it by 1,000. You're like, Jesus Christ. And at a, at a ground level in Fliptopian, um, even I see the impact of like, being able to pay other artists yeah. that I'm collaborating with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, every I understand the whole narrative of like, don't focus on money, but it's like, I want my own people of artists and creatives to live off of doing what they love doing, which is yeah. to make music, films, and art, and videos and stuff. And these people are getting hit just as bad, if not worse, yeah. than everyone else yeah and i'm like wow i actually have the ability now mm. when i collaborate with somebody mm. i can help them live mm -hmm. and i haven't been more um i guess ready and mm. excited to mm. collaborate with people because i know that i actually can yep. pay these people yeah you know yeah and it's like that makes a huge difference just at a ground level i mean it's, i might start my own bodyguard army too one day but i don't know it's it's but it's that i mean that's the flip side of the coin and uh I mean, we've discussed that, haven't we? Of putting people together for collaborations and going, well, you know, would you do it for $500? It's like, and maybe it's two afternoons work. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really easy. We could have a track off the back of that. We yeah. could act, and it would sound good. Yeah. And the, that's, that's where we're moving. That then is back to like Renaissance times where you had the age of uh, patrons. You would be patronized right. by somebody and they would pay for you. Yeah. to make this art and to make this music right. and they would fund you to do it and that's yeah potentially a, a, a great thing that can be done with money but really you know artists better than i do if you've got a ton of money that you're looking to get rid of it's a tiny amount that you'd need to release to produce a shit ton of artwork yeah. do you want a high leverage way of <laughs> right, using yeah. money like yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, it wouldn't even cost that much and you could produce a lot of really good content right 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 and and it's like I have always looked for ways to somehow impact positively, right? And it's one, actually, like the narrative thing that we're trying to do or whatever. And yeah. we'll probably end up pissing more people off than actually helping them. But <laughs> Standard. <laughs> but yeah, you know, give and take, whatever it is. But, I, you know, I never felt like I've really 
when I can pay people now, it feels like I'm doing more than I ever did. Right. You know? It's it's a good feeling, right? It feels like I'm actually doing something more than I ever did, like, in the past. Yeah. And and it feels amazing, man. And uh, this is something that I've just omitted for so long in my life. And now it's, like, really crazy to see the impact in general society with this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think the... When you were talking before about doing something positive with money, the only other thing I could think uh, to do, and again, it's so low tech that it would be embarrassingly hard to spend money on it, um, is is education, courses, coaching, therapy. But with the uh, all the resources we have online for free, it's embarrassingly cheap. Yeah. So if you had a ton of money yeah. and you're like, I'm going to educate, you would find out very rapidly that educating people for free, trying to help people overcome childhood trauma or elevate their consciousness or teach them to meditate, whatever it is, it's embarrassingly cheap. So you still, but no rich people seem to do it. They know nobody seems to go, Hey, we've got a free online course. If you want to learn how to do X, Y, or Z. Right. But it's totally doable within, you know, a, a reasonable budget, a very reasonable budget. So why don't they do it? Evil fuckers. I know. Right. Yeah. And, uh, shit. I think at this level, even at a ground level, like you have the conspiracy shit, then you have the main narrative and everyone's just kind of swimming in the soup. You have the radicalists, just like full blown, like people drink baby blood and then that's how they become millionaires. And then you have the other half that's just kind of like, oh, this is the actual thing. The numbers match up. Yeah. At this point, dude, Mm. ground level, everyone's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Everyone is now. Yeah. Because n- none of it makes fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah. To the so I would I would invert it slightly and I would say everybody is an official story denier. Yeah. yeah. Man. And then and then it's will everybody is an official story denier and then they may choose a conspiracy. Because if you're a conspiracy theorist, you you've selected a narrative that explains it. So my thing with nine eleven for years, people say, Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. I say, No, fuck you. I just say that that official story is the silliest horseshit I have ever fucking heard in my life. Stick it in a tube, insert it into your bottom hole. That's nonsense. But I, d- I never, I never said, "Oh, these gr- these people did it, or this people did it," because I don't know. I don't. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Everybody's an official story denier. Once there's a gap, and we've gone, okay, we don't trust and have faith in the people giving us the narrative. Of course, a conspiracy theory has to follow. Who wants to live with not knowing? Nobody wants to say, I don't know. They'd rather have... The official answer. The lizard people. And, and that's when you take the whole bottle of awareness that you think is true, but it's not. It's <laughs> like, uh, I forgot where I read this from. It's like, don't take the entire bottle of red pills, just take one. <laughs> you know? And yeah, and I think uh, that's probably why we're getting so much radicalization and extremist beliefs is because there's so, so much confusion and ambiguity yeah. that people are really doubling down on one answer because yes. they just need a fucking answer. People yes. just need one. They're like, this is this is it. It's not real. It's real. Mass, no mass. I think there's always been a discretionary gap for the people in charge where they can kind of tell you something that's not quite true but is nearly true. And that discretionary gap you can think of as being like a cookie jar. But there was only so many cookies in the jar. And over the last 20 years, they have been hand over fist, just pulling cookies out and the jar's empty. Hmm. So we, the people, don't have any more sort of um, tolerance 
now because the cookie jar is empty. There's no more discretionary gap. You can't... And they they really took the piss. They really went wild with it. And they've expected us to swallow so much for so long that, of course, eventually people are going to give up. I mean, here in Prague, uh, just on Saturday, there was extremely violent clashes. Extremely violent clashes, which I would have never have expected. Dude, that's been the most violent Old Town Square has been since the Velvet fucking Revolution. Right. The last time Old Town Square was that violent from what I have seen and researched yeah. was during the late 80s. What was I don't remember yeah, the yeah, time. Late 80s. Late yeah. 80s when, when communism fucking fell. Mm. Mm. And they were fighting the tanks and stuff like that or whatever. The, the protest that happened out here was... I don't know why I don't think I don't necessarily believe how the news outlets are they're saying it's a bunch of fo- football hooligans and shit mm, mm. and I was like okay maybe maybe a few and they were really angry that there was no soccer but I think from what I saw mm. a good majority of those people are just fed up with their businesses and families I, I saw, struggling I saw families I saw families full in, families in, there in the footage there were lads in hoods with masks looking a bit antifery yeah. hooligany. Yeah. Um, for sure, but I think it's easier to just write it off and say, "Oh, there's a bunch of knobs who are angry that their football isn't played or their ice hockey isn't on." Um, no, it's more than that. The pe- people are getting really, really yeah. sick of this and, shit now. And uh, just from words that I just hear around, like apparently a lot of these people protesting were out out of Prague. So they're uh, if you guys don't know, Prague is like the Paris of the Czech Republic, which means is like a lot of people outside of. Uh, Prague kind of like oh those snooty Prague people like he's fucking so full of himself like high class upper class and the rest of Prague is pretty much what you would consider quote unquote more country people like rednecks or whatever you want to say but um, it's these people that are the most affected by these lockdowns mm-hmm. you know they have their businesses and stuff in like wood rural areas out here and they're getting the most fucked up while people in Prague are like what just middle class families that got hand me downs after communism fell and they still have a flat or whatever the hell. And mm. obviously, there are people that are really, really struggling. But a lot of these people in that protest apparently came from the outside of Prague. Mm. Then they came in to the, do, do the protest stuff. And they're That's the funny. ones fucking shit up because I think they were the most furious from the working blue collar people. Yeah. Yeah, it's very possible. I, I'm, I'm sure there were elements of that as well. Again, it's convenient to sort of. Uh, lump the protest into a category that simultaneously whilst you're lumping them into that category delegitimizes the protest they're football hooligans and they're hicks yeah. they're out of town hicks football hooligans and thugs um, that that just it delegitimizes it um, but I'm, I'm sure there's an element of that yet the end result was in Old Town Square there was police and groups of people uh, well the groups of people are snotting the police with with bottles, rocks, and fireworks. And then there's footage of the police really hammering people. Because think about this. You do have the countries that have the football hooligans every year and they burn everything. Mm. Prague is not one of those places. Mm. It's it's oh, supposed to be the one of the most peaceful places in Europe. Mm. It's like in the top 10, top 5 maybe. That yeah. doesn't happen out here. The, the, the football hooligan team losing thing, flipping over cars or whatever the hell, doesn't happen. Mm. So now... If these apparent football hooligans come out of nowhere for the mm. first time, that something else is going on. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. A, I think. I think it's an effort to sway the narrative to just delegitimize the protest and and have people 
sat at home watching the news say, "Oh, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that much." Oh, there's a there's a justifiable level of of frustration here. I mean, I I think, um, as I've as I've said from the beginning with the whole thing, there just has been a bit of a failure of of storytelling in a sense, whether we do not know exactly why we're doing the things that we're doing in the way that we're doing it and when it's questioned the answers that we get are like the the answers of a cheating wife or cheating husband you know it's a lot of yes well we said that but well no we didn't say that yes you did say that we have you on record okay i did say that but that's not what i meant well that's what these sequence of words mean well it would normally but if you read what i said next and it's just like come on dude this prevarication is stealing cookies out the cookie jar. Mm. There should the discretionary gap where you permit a friend or a, a, a doctor or a person in a position of authority to tell you something that is not quite true. We all have that. We need it. It's based on trust. It's based on faith. But you keep taking the cookies out of the jar. There's no discretionary gap left. Yeah, man. And then people will still look at me vaping and think it's bad. <laughs> because th- that's what's important right now. <laughs> What you, as a fucking nearly 30-year-old adult male, legally do with your own body is what counts Dude, now. I can I can burn a plastic water bottle in my mouth, and it's more healthy than the situation right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would do less harm to society if I just tried eating a water bottle. Dude. <laughs> God. You know, it's funny. People are like, maybe this situation will bring us all in perspective. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, that's that's actually the biggest struggle that I have come to terms with. Mm. I think the biggest thing that's really fucking me up, obviously, seeing like friends out here with businesses that are struggling, that that really hurts to see. Mm. Um, Being locked down inside. Sure. I mean, I've done that for most of my life anyways, voluntarily. Mm. But that narrative of like, Maybe, you know, we'll collectively wake up kumbaya Mm. and really focus on the bigger picture, not be bothered by small things, and we'll take action in the right way. Right. That's not the fucking truth. You know, you got these, I mean, really quick though, like, here's what happens. We're we're in a state of opulence. We see these fitness booty models on Instagram and like beauty influencers just shallow as can be just talking about nothing and then everybody is like maybe they should use the platform for the good and take action and do something about it meanwhile they're helping lead the new fucking communist regime congratulations they're taking action and now everybody's putting the action towards the wrong route so it's like what the hell man and and that's that's what I'm like. Okay, people are not waking up. They're still they're like, it's bad for you. And or they're still like, no matter how much effort you put in, this, you have all these influencers putting effort in fucking shit now. And it's like you don't know, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you you're, know, you're 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 paddling the the wrong boat, as it were. <laughs> they're like they're into like the t- wrong direction. It's like telling these fucking booty models to learn how to row a boat correctly and all they're doing is scooping the water <laughs> like a fucking Throwing spoon <laughs> is this how it works and then the photographer is just ooh. 
dude, they think the oars on a boat is a giant spoon that you're supposed to put on the fucking uh, boat because they're thirsty. And, and that's how you keep hydrated. This spoon is huge. <laughs> it hurts my arms. But I'm thirsty. We should have water on the boat. You're, you're heading towards a waterfall. You should probably move in the other direction. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Faster than that. Okay. No, she's like, the other way. And she turns around. And then the fucking dude photographer is like, oh, wait, turn around really low. <laughs> dude. We're stupid as fuck. I think um, this year has proven to be a test, uh, an intelligence test, an emotions test, and a resiliency test. And a lot of people have failed the test. <laughs> I regret to inform you, humanity, you did not do well on this one. You were making it worse. <laughs> I, on a live stream the other day, I want to make a whole video just saying this analogy for two minutes. Reality right now is a giant smelly butthole. And everybody is trying to clean this butthole and no matter how much you scrub, it's still a butthole by the end of the day, and it's supposed to smell. And they're like, maybe we can pour bleach on it. Simmer your rectum away, my friends. You have nowhere to go. You either have no rectum or a smelly one. <laughs> There's no way out. Could somebody make that a meme, please? PRXO, you either have no rectum or a smelly one, and there's no way out. There is it. Just sit on the toilet and enjoy what you got left. Uh, there is, there is, um, there is a, a a critical failure to accept the reality of the situation, <laughs> isn't there? And 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 like you said, I think I was also one of those people who, at the beginning, when it first dropped, uh, when the when the Caro Rose album first uh, came out. Um, I was thinking, yes, this could be Kumbaya. This could be humanity getting back together. And uh, very rapidly, I was a bit distressed to see it going the <laughs> opposite direction. So like, why are we more divided when allegedly there's a highly contagious, infectious, deadly disease? And we want to argue about eyeshadow. <laughs> it's like... Hello? Did I miss a meeting? What what are we arguing about today? It's like everybody is in a in a butthole bleaching party and they're giving you the the bleach now and they're yeah. like you have to do it or you're irresponsible. Yeah. Clean your butthole. Yeah, it's like you're not you're not doing you're not actually taking action. Hey, your it. butthole is a butthole and that's not okay. <laughs> that is not okay. Stop it. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. Yeah, man. And, that's 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 what's been weighing on me, man. It's like you you, you had your chance and you went the, the opposite way, man. Really quickly as well, like within months. I know. We were arguing, we were arguing about the dumbest, <laughs> most non-scientific, superstitious shit. It was like the Salem witch trials. I saw Goody Proctor rogering herself with a tiny dolly in the shape of Satan. Did you? What? Yes, I did. Well, let's go and torture Goody Proctor and then burn her in the... It's like, what? You know, is life not hard enough? Do you need more pain? Is that... The aliens are like, wait, I'm sure when we dial up suffering, they're supposed to unify these fucking idiots. Dude. 
Dial it down. <laughs> it's I, going the wrong way. I, I've had like, I've read a few comments just randomly. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, well, if there were aliens, they would come and help us. That's what they're supposed to do. And I was like, human entitlement goes <laughs> intergalactic. <laughs> we are so self-absorbed that we think if there was an extraterrestrial species, that their responsibility is to help us. Yeah. They'd be like, how can we serve you? How can we make your dumb life better? Because that's what we want to do instead of just enslaving us or incinerating the earth. <laughs> they don't, dude, they don't even, they're not even obligated to destroy us. Yeah. They don't have to do anything. <laughs> they can't even respect the autonomy of an alien. <laughs> know your boundaries. Leave the fucking aliens alone. We will look at a fucking new life form and think it's supposed to serve us. Dude, oh, it'd be amazing if there was an alien invasion and the Karens rounded and were like, "We are not happy about this invasion. This is not convenient for me." Zap. <laughs> are you vaping, she wargimbulagin? <laughs> I got to, I got told off by a Czech Karen uh, two days ago in a supermarket. What? I was standing a meter behind her, and she turned around and she said, "Get back! We're in the middle of a pandemic, you know." And I was like, really? I wondered why I had this fucking mask on my face in a supermarket. In English? She she uh, she went off at me in Czech. I replied in English. I didn't know that she was saying anything other than pandemic and two meters. YouTube comments follow you in real life now. That's how crazy it is. <laughs> Dude, I got a fucking... Guess what? what? My mom uh, created a social media platform. I won't specify what exactly, okay. right? She created a whole social media platform. The whole thing. And it's the biggest thing in the world right now. It's called YouTube. That's my mom, Amazing. dude. Amazing. Your no, no, mom no. did that. My mom created YouTube. No, no. <laughs> she created a page on a social media platform. Right. And she did this a few months ago. And it was doing okay. Yeah. Right? And then the last few months, apparently it's been growing a lot. Mm. And I was like, oh, mom, why don't you like post more, make more content? You're, you might be making money off of this. It's growing a lot. And she's like, well, a lot of these comments, um, they're, they're, they're mean comments. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, um, I think they're communists. My mom, and I, th- I believe her completely, thinks that a lot of these because out of nowhere there was a surge of thousands of people figure seeing her stuff in vietnamese okay and all a lot of these vietnamese comments are saying how wrong she is she's terrible and stuff like this oh shit but there is proof that countries like china and russia mm-hmm. have literal people hired to mm-hmm. find videos mm-hmm. that speak badly about the country or whatever like this right right to f- just totally discredit and dethrone, to hammer them, right? hammer them. So Wait, my did she say something bad about Vietnam on the page? No, what I think is is that there's not much Vietnamese content in general, okay. right? And my mom coming from Vietnamese American background, right. they see the the West, okay, the, Viet- the Western Vietnamese thing, right? And because they just my, get hashtag triggered. My mom don't give a fuck about politics. She never talked about politics in her whole fucking life, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's just like posting like like fucking singing videos and maybe just some talk shows talking about the most mundane shit. <laughs> and we, my mom is getting hammered by commies. <laughs> For real. Actual. Actual fucking communists. Not f SJWs with left radical leftist views. Actual militant communists. It's every know what communism is. My mom can't even escape. <laughs> Dude. And if I were to think that one day my mom would have some social media platform and get hammered by communists, mm. I might as well be happy leprechaun water man, you know? Maybe. Because there's no escape from the ideological infection. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's um, perhaps in times gone by, uh, we simply weren't aware of how, how dumb, <laughs> how stupid people were. I mean... We talk a lot, like, obviously in my work line of work, we talk a lot, an awful lot about narcissism and psychopathy and, and stuff like that. And I do think uh, one of the big elephants in the room in modern culture, and it's not politically correct to talk about, is just IQ. Like, some people are just not very bright. So they're very emotive. They're very subjective. They learn a few buzzwords, and they learn to sort of spew it out at the right time. But they're really not thinking. They're just simulating consciousness. Yeah, and with really low emotional intelligence on top of that. Yeah. So it's like, everything's fucked, man. <laughs> everything is fucked. And then, and then people will cancel you for saying everything's fucked because you have to have like some sort of like, you, you just got to take action or you're being irresponsible by saying this. Dude, everything is fucked. <laughs> you need to raise awareness of how things are fucked. Let's it's like- Raise awareness. You, you literally will get canceled in every way, you pick one side, cancel. Pick the other side, cancel. You say everything's fucked, cancel because you're not taking enough action. You fucking yeah. dude. Yeah, there is. There are no uh, rules that satiate this orthodoxy because it changes every day. The ortho the rules of the orthodoxy are: you're wrong, accept it. The end. <laughs> the, you're wrong, but they never say what's right. No, because they can't. Because then they'd be caught out themselves. Oh, Jesus. How's that protein shake? Mm. Tastes like warm piss, which I love, obviously. I just want to point out how much I seem to be looking like Hannibal Lecter tonight. Ready when you are, Sergeant Pembry. Should we take some questions from these good, good people? Guys, hammer us. Oh, daddy. Hard. Hard. Hoi, yeah. Hoi, Dude, maybe the whole world just needs a yeah. Oh, if we could unify just the global population Boom. to it's, give it a whore yeah. It's fucking fine after that. Dude. Yeah, we should set a date where we're all just going to shout whore yeah. All right, let's look at the comments. What do you guys got to say? You guys going to grill us for some other shit? Dude, we're getting so many. F oh, I can't, I can't. Yeah, on this channel, we're getting more angry people. More and this, more. It has gotten angrier. Yeah, in the comments, getting, fucking people get pissed for two aliens <laughs> just talking about <laughs> farting, dude. I think that they're super jello. They're really jello. That it's a funny format that allows us to say stuff that we shouldn't be able to get away with saying because we're just aliens talking in metaphors. Yeah. And they're really frustrated. Why? Like the vaping thing. <laughs> Dude, I I titled that last one the the was it called the collective farting of the unconscious rectum. Oh, they're furious. It's so angry because words matter, Pierre, and you should act like something that I want you to act like. And when you don't, it makes me very angry. 
if you hear that and you can't laugh, maybe there is something that you need to fart out of your unconscious rectum. So Jed Denny asks, what do you predict for the culture in the next 20 years? Where is it? Oh, here. It's up a little. Dude, I don't fucking know, man. I don't know, man. People, people with their buttholes out. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I can't, I, dude, I, I thought I was good at predicting this shit. I'm not. No, I, I was a similar thing. I usually <laughs> am quite good at predicting yeah. where we go. And now I'm just like, <laughs> it depends. Uh, more confusion, more pandemonium. Yeah, like, I, the only thing I can, I can't even predict what the hell I'm going to do, like, tomorrow, dude. Like, here's a, here's a, another question. What's the scariest thing you ever did? And how did you bring yourself to do it? Um, what's the scariest thing I ever did? I fear nothing. I went for potential officer training with the parachute regiment when they were still based in Aldershot, which reveals my age. And I was absolutely fucking terrified. And I did it by just showing up. I just went there and just did what the scary men told me to do. Wow. And that was it. Mine was try to start a successful social media platform. And it's still terrifying. <laughs> Every day. Every But for different reasons day. now. How could people be angry and angry in this beautiful nonsense and out of this world discussion? I think I, I really do think there's a there's some people and it is to be fair it is a minority it's just that recently they've gotten more vociferous you are not supposed to i really do think there's something triggering about uh autonomy authenticity and independence and we are flaunting the fact that we don't care like we're rubbing our not care dongs on the screen a little bit is that what it is i suspect so so for some people that's just really inflammatory because and that's jealousy because they can't do the same thing they're too cowardly cowards and we look unbothered speaking about humanity's apocalypse humorously yeah that's 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 going to be a little annoying for some people that has to be we mean it with love though like the point is we're trying to help (laughs) the worst decision yeah (laughs) (laughs) fuck you for trying to help listen twats trying to be funny and help fuck you both assholes it, aren't you aren't y'all fucking tired of people yelling about the fucking terrible apocalypse that we're in wouldn't yeah. you prefer to see something slightly humorous but still bringing a, some sort of insight I, whether I, or how wrong it is in a funny way the like the, the overwhelming amount of feedback was was very very yeah supportive. it was all it was all really super, good. Yeah, super right, supportive right. it's it's so easy to because i saw it as well like some of the comments i'm like why the hell is this like what why would you get angry about this? It's like a psychedelic hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy meets Red Dwarf. It's yeah. it's, it's really fuck, it's right? not it's not it's not meant with any um, malice or or anything at all. Yo, you know what's funny? We literally try to develop a concept in the most unproblematic way. Yeah, we spent out uh, actually well two minutes. <laughs> yeah, we've, hours, days, maybe two minutes. In a certain sense, the whole project has always been how do we tell the truth and help, but without being preachy and pompous right. about it. And and I think it's Oscar Wilde said, if you want to tell the truth, you have to make people laugh, otherwise they'll kill you. But the world we live in right now, they'll kill you anyway. <laughs> it's like we tr- we literally developed an alien concept 
in order to talk about things that we wouldn't get fucking flamed for, but that's still not enough. And and it's not uh, it's not meant to be didactic either. It's only meant to provoke um, thought, and it's actually helped me think about stuff. Yeah, me like too, I, yeah. I I think about the flesh vehicle a lot and how <laughs> the gravitational pull of the flesh vehicle, and when you're getting sucked back into like ego play and power dynamics, it's it's. It's an exercise okay. in stepping outside of yeah. our emotional, like, yeah. angriness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's see. I'm going to put on my legs. <laughs> Any other questions, please answer. Uh, is it possible that the controllers are challenging us for another reason? Yeah, wow. I, I really wish I believed there were controllers at this point. I'm praying for Illuminati. Yeah. Please give me Illuminati. That means there's order out of chaos. This just feels rather a lot like freewheeling chaos at the moment. Yeah, it, it's just somebody flipped the table, man. That's, <laughs> that's it. Just fuck it. Fuck yeah, it. just fucking. Oh, chess pieces are all over the floor. You like 52 pickup? What's <laughs> that? Pick it up. That's That's kind of what it is. Um, somebody asked me about travel restrictions um i actually can't go to america unless i'm outside of the eu region completely for two weeks and there are there are other countries so i was like oh i'll go to mexico no mexico's no good oh i'll go to costa rica no oh, i'll go to the dominican republic no so it's uh it's pretty tough hmm. and and to sort of make the decision okay, I'm going to go to the Caribbean for two weeks just so I can go to California. <laughs> I, I may have to, yeah. um, but it just seems a bit... Extra. A bit extra and a bit extravagant. Yeah, it's a bit much. It's some baller shit. Shout out to Michael Horner. Thank you for the kind words. Um, and here's another one. Is there a critical mass on fear, anger, confusion, delusion, hopelessness in the world? Or are we getting near it now? Uh, if, if by that you mean are we reaching a turning point... I think, yes, I can't believe that we would maintain the hysteria and lunacy levels of 2020 indefinitely. It's exhausting. It's a fucking exhausting for everyone. It's Too bloody much. exhausting. So I, I would think, like, if, and I've been wrong so many times this year, I, I don't even say it, but from a psychological point of view, um, this kind of mass psychosis will hit a peak and then it will drop um, after you really think so there'll be an orgasm a collective oh yeah and then we'll the, the clarity post nut clarity yeah the post nut clarity guilt and shame will step and we'll be like why did we do and say all those things I feel silly now I'm gonna take a shower and call an Uber <laughs> then repeat the same shit and then start next again. time around next time in maybe 20 years 30 years we'll be like this is just like 2020 you didn't learn from last time <laughs> I'll be in the nursing home ranting into my floating VR camera. <laughs> Everyone's going to have one, man. Yeah. What would it take for uh, to wake people up to the possibilities we never dreamed of? Thank you, Rena Farted. Uh, Tarantilia, thank you for um, what's it, looking after us today, moderating. Okay. And Potent, I see you're here, sir. Good to have you. You, do you have an answer to that? Oh, sorry. Uh, what uh, what would it take for people to wake up to the possibilities we never dreamed of? What are the possibilities we never dreamed of? I couldn't tell you. I've not dreamed of them yet. Dude, in my head, 
my biggest demise is visualizing the dystopia. I mean, the utopia. We got a lot, long way to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got a long fucking way to go, man. The only way humans learn is through cycles. This probably needs about fucking five more cycles. Zeus says on December 21st, that's the peak astrologically talking, the second Pluto-Saturn conjunction. I hope so. I could last until December 21st. That was when the world started ending in 2012, oh, December, yes, 21st. December 21st. And yeah. who, who, yo, man, what if, what if that timing was true though? Because in order for everything to collapse, you need that ramping of opulence, which started 2012. Right. That was when the social media and the opulence really yeah. started climbing, right? Yeah. The patient seemed to be recovering and then went into a dark, steep decline. <laughs> when when did those social media stats of like kids getting fucked up? Like what, what was like 2012 or usually 2011, yeah, 2012, 20, right? 2011, 2012, that's when people start talking about um, seeing like really strong correlations in social media usage and adolescence and really big mental Shit. health problems. So maybe them Aztecs or Mayans are on to something, man. Not as long as you think. Brains are evolving faster than we thought. I'm just going to say, yes, I believe you, because it gives me hope. Our nurse synapses are becoming more efficient and our skulls are becoming smaller. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Pam, thank you for uh, taking care of us today. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, USA election. What are your thoughts? Who winning? No one. Everyone loses. I, 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 I wanted to just um, there's a great bachata song by uh, Grupo Extra called Oi Se Bebe and whenever I think of the US election it plays in my head I'm not sure why it's a song of a guy who has broken up with his girlfriend and it's a very upbeat song it's a very happy Dominican beat and he's singing today we will we will drink we're going to drink today we're going to get drunk because my heart is broken but it's like happy I don't know why my unconscious plays that track whenever I think of the U.S. election. Maybe we know our girlfriend has already cheated on us and we know that we're just going to have to drink and dance through the pain. Enjoy it. You might like it in the end. I don't know. <laughs> Make a category on Hornpub about it. I think you're slowly turning into uh, Bill Hicks. Who uh, was... Sorry. I just wanted to ask the, the, the older people here, what was the name of the DJ who would speak that, that way? His whole career was built on saying things in this monotone voice. Who's that? Somewhere between Bill Hicks and that uh, that famous stand-up comedian and DJ. I, I feel more like Carlin and Hicks as the days go on, man. <laughs> With a sort of William S. Burroughs inflection. <laughs> Everything has turned to shit. No, no. In the world where it's increasingly difficult to find a balance between staying informed and being un unmanageably anxious, is it healthier to disengage? Probably. Um, I, I think I did a video about this on, on my channel uh, last week. There is a problem with content fatigue. Um, it, is, it is not a good idea to be consuming too much content at random. Um, it is stressful and it is fatiguing. So in that context, uh, some disengagement would be wise. Think about, <laughs> is it helping anyone when you are becoming more and more engulfed in the content tornado? 
Is it? Is it what? Sorry. Is it helping anybody? Oh yeah, great question. Great question. Not really. It doesn't. But it's. But that's the trick, right? It tricks you into thinking you're doing something. That's the terrible, terrible satanic trick. And look, work. okay, I'm not going to say this is my fully fledged, conformed, confirmed belief just yet. Give it one more day and I might lean it. But I feel like almost taking action now is making things worse. You have all of these people from whatever fucking side. And they're so convinced that they have the right answer. And really, they're just taking their laundry cap full of bleach and pouring it down a butthole. And maybe, maybe it's good to just put the bleach down and let your rectum stank. Because trying to get rid of the smell might be just doing the worst. Somebody asked, is it better to be cynical or optimistic? And I think that, that what you've just said about trying to eradicate the stank, um, the cynics would say, let the stank be stanky. Right. For sure. So the, the, if, you, if by cynical you mean the actual philosophy of the original cynics, then uh, yes, it's good to be a cynic in that regard. Okay, and think, you can be optimistic. Think about this. Who is actually doing the burning? Forget your acronyms, forget your parties, forget your whatever names, whatever political whatever. Who is actually burning shit? People who are taking action. Yeah. Metaphorically burning shit or literally burning shit or fucking shit up. Who are those people? The ones that are like, I am taking action. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, it's true. It is that's absolutely true. Slavoj Zizek said, um, he said, ironically, um, I don't say don't do nothing, but sometimes doing nothing is the most rebellious thing you can do. Yeah, like obviously, I'm not fully subscribed to this belief just yet. Give it, give it a day, and maybe I will be. But I, I, this is something that I've been thinking about recently because we all push these influencers on whatever fucking platform to take action. Look what happened. We we push other people from other sides to, to take action. Look what's look what happens. Look, everyone just wants to take action. And they don't know what the fucking action's for. They don't have any long term strategy. They have no perspective of the overall long term outcome of things. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, sort of that we must do something yeah we got to do then, something and then you, know? you sit there and you go well must you and what is it that you will do and why will you do it and have you thought about the consequences of what you're doing right so like i'm all for discourse please if somebody has an opposing opinion i would love to hear it because i don't want to have like doing nothing be the actual fucking solution to this shit so please try to convince me uh what option do people have though do nothing everything follows take action does nothing but at least it shows people that it shows people what's going on mm. Uh, well, it's a good question. Uh, if we, I, so I'm, I'm, I do believe in optimism. I'm not a big believer in hope. I do think hope is a very dangerous thing. And like Nietzsche said, it can be the worst of all things because it prolongs the suffering of man. So if we're taking action with the idea that there's going to be a collective solution, I'm deeply suspicious and deeply cynical of collective solutions. I, I want to give you a little more support behind that. 
I was all for collectivism and unification and unity and collective action. But I think at this point, we have come to realize that perhaps collectivism is not the route to the, the most proper, appropriate solution. It's not the most mature option at this level now. <laughs> the most appropriate solution. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, um, I, I, again, uh, I think I'm paraphrasing Nietzsche when I say, he said something like, people are never more stupid than when they act in groups. So an individual would never do something that dumb. But stick the individual in a group and give the group a name and they do the dumbest shit imaginable with, it's, it's counterfactual, anti-scientific, anti-data, anti-reason, anti-humanity, and anti-their own goals. I mean, <laughs> so at some point, weird. we have to address this kind of stupidity. You know, we think the world is run by cunning people who lie and take what they want. I kind of have a respect for that. It's evil, you shouldn't do it, it's wrong, but at least it makes sense. That's not what's ruining the world. That's not what's ruining the world. This level of stupidity is, I want to go over here, so I'm going to run this way, head first into a fucking wall. It, it's, it's totally self-destructive, what we're saying. We have to have a conversation about the dumb. I agree. Here's a good uh, thing. How can the silent man meditating on a mountain for his own internal peace give awareness of how they can find peace within themselves to those at the bottom of the mountain? And should he? And should he? If that man, you know, okay, 2020 is that mountain. If that man were to walk towards the bottom of the mountain and said, hey guys, I think I found the answer for peace. He, he, he wouldn't even finish the answer and people would be like, oh, why aren't you taking action? Why don't you post this hashtag? Why don't you do this? Lou, fuck your career. Do this. You, you're on the wrong side. You, here's AR-15. And you get shot. Dude. The standard of human decency has shifted too much. Too much. It's the, the very fabric of how we communicate with each other is, is like more fucked up than I would even think. Mm. I thought that maybe there was still a... Dude. Monk telling the people in the village, they ain't gonna fucking listen, dude. Uh, and you can see this this dilemma uh, in the Jesus story. You can see it in the story of Buddha, and you see it. Nietzsche wrote about it, and thus spake Zarathustra. Zarathustra was was at the beginning of the book has given up on humanity, and then he goes to speak to humanity, and he's derided and beaten and treated as a clown and an, and an idiot. It's a it's a really really sad story. Um, Again, the idea that you should be sharing your awareness and raising your awareness, I think that's like a social media conditioned way of looking at the world. Just be what you are on your own and be that thing and leave people alone. In that story, when he goes back and everyone's making fun of him, is that how it just ends? Like, does he, does he actually end up like, what happens? He goes through a whole series of, of, of adventures. Thus spake Zarathustra is... I wouldn't recommend reading it cover to cover. It'll do your head in. But you can get it online and you can choose a chapter at random and each chapter kind of functions like a diss track. So it'll choose a topic that the mouthpiece of the spiritually enlightened guru or prophet Zarathustra then goes at on his behalf. But it's Nietzsche's way of... I guess he's found a metaphor through which to sort of criticise people. <laughs> yeah, like it, But he went historical and ancient and... Of, because that was like a Persian uh, religion, so it wasn't, you know, so he found a way of doing it. 
Um, and the guy just goes through a series of, of like, pathetic incidents, pathetic human... Huh. Like, he meets... Um, he meets performing, uh, what are they, acrobats in the street. And an acrobat makes a mistake and then falls uh, and badly injures himself and then slowly dies in front of him. It's, it's, a, it's a story full of pathetic human endeavors. And it's kind of, it's funny in parts, and it's, but it's quite, it's quite tragic. But it's, it, when, when you read that, you can actually penetrate why Nietzsche said some of the seemingly crazy extremist things that, that he said. Which was his 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 worldview was that we're kind of stuck. We're sort we're all sort of doomed to this, but that there is a dignity and honor and a um, a solution in accepting that. And then you can actually start to take action from a level that is not like a uh, I don't know how to say it like superficial and busybody ish. Like I'm going to change the world because I know how it's better. No, no, actually you don't know how to change the world for the better because you're an idiot now when you embrace your idiocy which was like the point of the the overman the ubermensch the the, the superman nietzsche wasn't talking about us in zospek zarathustra it's very clear he says our job is to make way from the lower man to the higher man we're the bridge we're not we're not to aspire to be the next generation the next stage in evolution we just prepare the way that's our job. That's the only dignified thing that any of us should be doing with our lives is preparing the way for future generations. And it's kind of nihilistic and a bit depressing and not great if you're very narcissistic, but there's a dignity in that. You just go, well, this is, this is the best we can do. I agree with that, actually. There was a time when we had this thing that we cared about and it was called family. <laughs> and we raised the future. What's that? I, I don't fucking know. I just know the word. Right, and we we would biologically inherently want to give way to future people yeah. in a better way. We have obliterated the idea of having and taking care of future generations. We even we just talk shit about future humans, and we don't even want to have the families, which is like, okay, sure, and all these other things. That that I think that is a reasonable way of looking at things, but. With the current narrative, it's so far off of where a lot of these ancient narratives or philosophical situations just wouldn't, couldn't really apply with the massive of amount of ideology that we're just swallowed in at this moment. Yeah. But time is probably the only solution. These things only could get better through a massive amount of time. Like a lot of these stories like Buddha, Jesus, um, I can't even pronounce the title that you were saying. But didn't people learn only until they were gone? After someone got crucified? So after someone disconnected completely? Or they just starved themselves to death? And then for generations afterwards, things started slowly shifting? That's um, that's that's common. That's the um, the Jordan Peterson esque message of the myth, which is its sacrifice. And it's, I think, if you look at the meta narrative of what Jordan Peterson talks about, and obviously I've been a harsh critic of Jordan Peterson, but he is he is a brilliant man. I do criticize him, but he is brilliant. Um, I think you see what his targets are, 
And one of his targets is cheap human narcissism. Like, mm. I matter, this matters, it's about me. And he's like, no, sacrifice matters. And he goes too far. I'm not saying it doesn't go too far, but he's right. He's right. Sacrifice is what matters. And that's why sacrifice is there in the mythology. And if you can write into your worldview that there will be burdens and there should be a mission, there should be a purpose, there should be sacrifice, you will have that self-respect. You will have that emotional maturity that if you're not tested and beaten into shape, you don't get. We're a bunch of spoiled, bloated brats and we're miserable. And that's, it's not our fault. Like, it's just where we've gotten up to in terms of human history. It's just the moment that, that, that we're living through. But recognizing and having the humility to say, I don't know what the solution is. And I can't even actually verbalize the fucking problem. That's a start. You just, you just let it go. You just go, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, I can't verbalize the problem. And I have no clue what the solution is. Good for you. Good for you. That's really wonderful. That's a great thing to be able to say. Jordan Peterson's got a new interview out. If you put in Jordan Peterson new interview, you'll find it from a Dutch TV channel. And the good news is that Jordan Peterson is back after his struggles with, I think, opiate withdrawals. He's finally recovered. He's back on the social media world and he's out here to save us and give us responsibility in our lives. Pick up your bloody burden, eh? No, it's not okay. He was talking a lot about family, and, and I've only an hour into the interview, but he was talking a lot about family and having kids. And he was like, well, what are you going to do with your life? You're just going to have a career and not going to have kids? Why? And I'm listening to this, and I'm going, oh, it's, it's Okay, kind of, Dad. It's kind of a good question, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, chill. Yeah, but maybe that's it, man. We, we got to sacrifice for something beyond ourselves, whether it be a family or some sort of that's why something. People, that's why people are attaching to these fucking political ideologies. Because they're not. They got no kids. They got no kids. Or they have kids and pretend that they don't. Mm. And they've, they've, they've abandoned parenthood. They've ab abandoned the mission and the purpose that's assigned to them. And they're trying to find a transcendent one. They're trying to find something that makes them immo immortalizes them. Nothing will immortalize you. You're not going to be the next Martin Luther King. Get over it. Or Gandhi. Or Jesus, get yeah. over it. Maybe these people would just be better off and happier raising healthy children than trying to burn down a fucking coffee shop in the name of nipple Fight rights club. or some shit. Fight Club. <laughs> we, should, we should take that clip from Fight Club where they smash up Starbucks and shave yeah. their heads. and dre They dress like a bunch of Antifa guys in right. Fight Club with the black hoodies. and Yeah, man. I think uh, in the end... I think one cause that we should fight for is free the nipple. There's nothing more important than showing our nipples on social media. I think we've come to terms with how that movement a few years ago is really showcasing its importance now. So please, everybody, showcase your areolas, please. If I showed my nipple now, would this get demonetized? Um, we're not at that level yet. Oh, okay. I think in one more generation, perhaps, we'll finally be accepting of the areola. Nipples. Nipples. Embrace absurdity! Life and reality doesn't make sense. And if we can accept that it doesn't make sense, then perhaps we can release ourselves as our burden. And there's no more responsibility. Accept your nipples. God damn it. The time we live in is the collective farting of the unconscious rectum. That's the name of my new book. <laughs> I'm going to get that out before you release yours, dude. 12 rules of anal bleaching. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of feels like 
we might have uh, we might we might be done. There was no orgasm at the end. We just stopped. That was, was that was that the orgasm? Nipples was that and anal bleaching without an orgasm, dude. <laughs> There was Never no, heard of it. There was no whore, yeah. There was just, ugh, I, think right. I think we're done here. Maybe the new meditational chant. Everybody in the chat, <laughs> on the count of three, can I get a whore, oh, yeah? Whore, oh, yeah? There we go. Maybe that's all we need to do is just whore, oh, yeah? I actually, I'm so confused. I thought we would hear them, and that's why I paused. <laughs> I was like, and then my brain went, no, they don't have a microphone. Idiot. You know what I was saying about human idiocy earlier? You just witnessed it in action. I was waiting <laughs> to hear all of you, and I thought it would be impolite of me to talk over the top of you, because I'm not just an idiot. I'm British. You, you were going after Please, after you. <laughs> wow, I'm done. <laughs> I think that's the stupidest thing I've done in public for a long time. And that's ultimately the only answer is just nothing fucking makes sense to laugh at it, dude. <laughs> fucking hoy oh yeah, dog. Life is hoy oh yeah 2020. Hoy oh yeah 2020. All right. I hope we didn't send everybody in the worst depths of their own existential crisis. Hopefully, we pulled you back up from the the nipple, anal bleaching, and the hoing yeah towards the end. That's kind of the goal now. That's the goal. I'm basically training to do stand up once this lockdown never lifts, and hopefully, we can we can share nipples, guys. It's like a, a goodie basket at a potluck, you know. Nipples. You want a smaller one or bigger one? Just pick one out. Nipples. You gotta say thanks for the time. <laughs> yeah, um, we really appreciate uh, you being here. Thank you all so very much for your time and your attention. Thank you for spending this most precious currency with us tonight. We've enjoyed it immensely, and we look forward to speaking to you again very, very, very soon. 